0: And it says What can't you move? What is Mukzah to move? So the first on the list is Tevel. Tevel means the grain that was untied. Pshita, of course, if it's untied grain, it's muksa, you can't move it around, you can't clear it. It's necessary. We're talking about it's only Rabbinic Tevel. Why? Because Minatora, this is not something that's obligated in tithing. What's the example of this? Kigon it was uh what we would call right uh hydroponics, right? It's not really attached to the ground. It's in a uh, a flower pot that that has no holes in it. So it's not drawing sustenance from the ground, so it's only chayv in tithing rabbinically, not minatorah. Next case, where the truma was not taken. Cheetah, if it wasn't taken, what's the deal? We're talking about where I took the Rishon after it was smoothed over, I took just the mysirishon, she not only me men of mysir, but lo not on the me men and I had not yet taken the Tzu and I have to give the Tzu Mugdolo. Ma'odotema might have thought, k'da amr le'i rabopo la'baye, I might have thought, like, rabopo asked a rabbi, maybe it should be also, basically, a legal lupo, kamash ma'am k'dishan le'abaye, and we say, no, as uh, so a answered, the passage explicitly, specifically, includes that scenario where your Chayev for Truma g'dola already, the obligation to separate Truma already kicked in, then you must give it, even if you took your maiser Rishon first, you have to take the Truma out of that as well. Below is maiser sheni. Next one was maiser sheni that has not been redeemed. it has not been redeemed, of course not. Tzricha was redeemed, just not the halacha, as Allah dictates. What is the case? By maiser Shepado al it was redeemed with a coin that's not struck, it doesn't have the form on it. It's just a blank. So it may be a val maybe have a weight of silver, but that doesn't really count as a coin. It has to be the rachman, amar bitsarta You should tie the money in your hand when you bring it up to Yerushalayim. But we learned that the word for the word sarta is a double meaning, it also means a kesefura, dovership, it has to have the form. Has to be struck with the design of the king on it, whatever that indicates that it's, uh, that it's money. Okay? Hegdish, what's the case of Hegdish? That it will marchal the Hegdish onto land. No, you can't really redeem Hegdish on land. It has to be on something like a value that's portable. Now, Luf is a type of food. It said that that's not. Um, that also can't be moved. Why? Because it's muktza. Now, we'll see. Now, Chetzev is a certain type of food the deer would eat. Even though, as we'll see now, do you have to own the deer or not? Mustard seeds, the doves would eat. Also, glass, broken glass, you can move. Why? Ostriches eat broken glass. If you're going that far fetched, so why can't we go all the way and say, well, elephant, you know, elephants eat bundles of of uh, wood. You know, that's what they eat. So. What's the deal over here? Reb Shim Gamliel, the answer, Reb Shem Gamliel says, is <laughs> shkichi, That's true, but ostriches are more common than elephants. Very interesting. The question is, do we, uh, do this? does this person actually own an ostrich? Or any of these exotic animals? That's the question. So Amar, Meimer, who the So a Meimer says, you actually have to own some ostriches. You're a wealthy man and you have like, it's like, uh, you know, you have a large estate and you have some beautiful birds, you know, um, uh, like ostriches filling, you know, filling the lands. It's like sort of uh, adds to the beauty. So um, Amar that doesn't really read. El there, When he talks about the food for elephants, if he has elephants, then of course it should be. El which obviously from the fact of the question and answer indicates that he doesn't actually have an ostrich. He just, uh, he, he doesn't have anything, but he is fit to have, and that's good enough to make it not, he's worthy of having, because he's considered an important person, therefore, So the real deal is, is that he actually doesn't have any of these exotic animals, but he's a fancy guy, and therefore he he, he could have the animals, and that's enough to make it not Look, it's a fascinating take. Now Rabbi, this basis of this teaches us the same principle. Rab Shimgamliod, Rab Shimon, Verbishmoal, Rabbi Kiva, Kulusvirlu, Kali Srol, Bene Malachim. We are all Bene Malachim. We are, even though right now I may not be rich, okay? But we are a prince in our very essence. And therefore um, something that a prince might have, he might have a very large estate, and he might have some exotic animals on his estate, part you know, like, you know, to to show to to, to as an expression of his wealth. Um, so that that is fitting for every Jewish person because we are bnei malachim, and that's uh, that principle is accepted by Rishim Gamliel, because he's talking about ostriches, even though that's something that only a very wealthy person might keep on his. Ranch or something, Shimon the Tan al As we know, Rav Shimon was the one who allowed the rose oil even for a regular person, because she came darchem bnei melachim lasuch. Even um, and therefore we they So therefore, it's not muksa the rose oil, you know, because you'd use it um, by by if you were a king a prince. It's not only B'nai M'lachim, it's anybody, because all of Israel is B'nai malachim. Rabbi Shemal, Rabbi Kiva, Ditanya, what's their story? Ditanya, Risha, you notion, bo eleph, money. The love it's the bakuf, money. So, um, the guy owes real money, a thousand money, and he's wearing a fancy garment that's worth a hundred money. Also, you, you say, okay listen, you're wearing an Armani jacket, this guy basically is in debt, he owes tons of money, and the guy is wearing a very very fancy coat, okay, uh, whatever, it's worth thousands of dollars, so you take it off the jacket, you sell it, and you give him a, a jacket that's befitting for a person of a stature who's in debt, basically, okay? No, that's not true. It's just because he happens to be in debt, he still deserves to be dressed in that fancy clothes, and you can't remove his garments from him. Okay, what's the question, Ma, Mati? Yes. That's, that's exactly the question the question is how can you uh, that that's the first opinion but the point is is that I owe the money first of all it's a general principle that we don't take away a person's clothes to pay back debt yeah you, you know that's the the person is entitled to wear his clothes the khidish here is is that clothes that is above your st- station excuse me you're not that fancy a guy we have to take it off that's the first opinion but Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva are saying that's not fair this person is a, it's a. if the person would be a prince do you dress down a prince and, and and say listen too bad you have to pay your money no a prince needs to go around in fancy clothes that's exactly the way they look at every Jewish person as a prince prince has to be able to do that you follow Judah you have a question sure Right. Nothing changed exactly. Well, where do you think they got it from? <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting. That's the stuff. That is the law, right? The, the, the what a person wears his clothes, his car, his house. They don't touch it. That's right. Even if it's very, very fancy. And even if he owes a ton of money, it's different things. Right. Okay. Because it's his dignity. That's what. We, that's the idea. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's continue. Chavile kash zradim. We're talking about bundles of straw, and so on. So the Rabbis kash It's bundles of straw, of bundles of wood, of chavile zradim, is various other types of um, stuff. If these things are prepared as animal food, then there's some mukta because it's animal food. Animal food is um, not mukta because you have animals that you feed. Otherwise, you can't move it because you prepared it as firewood, and firewood is indeed mukta. If they're small bundles that you could carry with one hand, that's mutter the tautelon. If it's two handed bundles, that's already it's the uh It may not be removed. Chavile siya ezo vikurnis. These are bundles of various materials. Rashi uh, will explain what each of these things are in the Gemara, but actually in the end, whatever, we're not so sure what they are. Echnisolates, and if it's used for wood, man obviously you can not help yourself but it's edible by animals if it's for the animal food Mis andhabis then you can use it on chabas you take off by hand and you feed it you cannot pluck it and rub your fingers together to get off the chaff and when you uh, when you do it, when you when you rubbing off the chaff, you can't use a va- utensil for that uh, to do a lot at a time. So what? So the Tanakhama holds that you can rub it with your hands together, doing a number at a time. And Chachamim uh, say no, you can only use your fingers and doing much less at a time. Otherwise, it's too much compared to like work on Shabbos as we're talking about uh, the concept of Tirecha. Um, that's the story. Um, okay. Um, that's the story. You can't do a lot in your hand at a time. Which is the way you do it in the weekday. And this is true. For any of these other materials, Amita will explain what all these things are. So first of all, okay, so and other spicy or spices or flavorings. Now, my Amita, what is Amita? Ninya. So if that's not clear, Rashi says Ninya is Na'ana, mint. He calls it Minty. So it's a mint, some type of mint plant, okay, um, that used to flavor your tea or something. Sia, what is sia? Amaravyuda satri, again some other type of herb, okay. And Azov, uh, uh, what is that? Avrata, as we know Azov is Hyssop. Kornis is cornisa. Shema is really the real word for Kornis is cornisa. The Ha the says, is that true? man boy cornisa chashi. He who needs cornisa? And was what he had to offer was Khashi, which is a different thing Rashi says it's some type of maybe from the mint family. Some one of the they're all different types of herbs. Elatzia is satri, azab is avrita's hyssop, and Kornisa is khashi. Again, all different types of herbs, I'm not really clear on what they are. Okay, itmar. Moving on to the next thing. Okay, talking about which things fall under the category of mukta. Itmar basar melech mutar Shabbos. You're allowed to move. Salted meat on Shabbos. Okay? What if it's unsalted? Um then Ravuna Amar Mutala Tautalo. Ravuna says he still can move it. Ravchizda amr also tauto and Ravchizda says you're not allowed to move it. Okay. Ravuna amrutilatalo. How could Ravuna say you're allowed to move non-salted meat? But Ravhuna Talmud the Ravhava. Ravuna was a student of Rav. The Rav Grav Yudah similarly, Rav holds so it's mukta. What do you can you do with unsalted meat? The answer is um, so. The Muktzah LaChila serves like Grav when it's Muktzah for eating. That he agrees like Grav Um as far as eating, okay. But but the Muktzah L'Tilto serves like Grav Shimon, he holds like Grav Shimon. That's. Uh, that which is interesting. There's two types of muks we're talking about. If you're eating, like in other words, as far as eating, he also Yuda that you can't eat it. And by moksha the he also Shimon that there's more allowance to move. Okay. To move things. Now Amar you cannot move it. So the question is there was a little bit of there was a there was a slaughter Duck, let's say, Barabza. Okay, the Ava And he was sitting in the sun and he moved and he and he, he said to move it to the shade, You need to move it because 'cause you'll lose it's gonna get spoiled if you leave it out in the sun. Now how can you eat that? The answer is Shiny Bar depends on the meat. Bar Abzah, which is a duck, the chazi even if it's not Salted, it's not a problem, and the reason why is because, and this is a very important halacha as far as il- in chulin goes. But there, basically, any meat that you're cooking or roasting, you definitely need to salt it to draw out the blood. But if you're going to eat it raw, so then there really eat this, the the blood that stays there, as long as you wash off the surface, the blood that saves there that stays inside is not is blood that never moved from its location and it's actually mutter to eat that so therefore if you can eat it as raw meat it's soft enough a a duck is soft enough a young or a young goose that's very young is soft enough to eat as it is so it's a soft meat so then actually it's considered edible if it's a tough meat the only way to eat it is by cooking and if you're going to cook it and it's not salted there's nothing you can do with it and it's completely moxa um Unless it's been salted, then it's edible, okay, so that's the difference um and that's the difference. the you can eat it in a raw state. learned what about a salted fish cause it's edible tafel unsalted fish, because you can't eat it tafel meat whether it's unsalted or salted who is that going like? That's basically Reb opinion that says that it's not mukzah. Tanah and You can move bones. Men pineshu machal club, Because a bone, even though we can't eat it, but who eats bones? The dogs will eat the bones. So that's enough to make it a mukzah. Basar This is meat that is basically spoiled. It's distended. You know, it's swollen. So it's like the early stages of spoilage. You can move. It's not muktzah. Because animals will eat it. They're not picky. So you could feed the animals. Water that is not covered is also not muktzah to move around. Because a cat can eat it. Why can a cat? Why is a cat able to eat uncovered water? Because, as we know, cats already. We had already a couple of dafim ago that cats can eat snakes. So if they eat the snakes, then the poison obviously doesn't bother them. So the water that the snake may have drunk from, also is fine. You're not allowed to leave such water around, because if people see water around, they may come to drink it. So therefore, you're you're supposed to get rid of it, okay? Next topic, interesting topic. If you have little chicks that came out of the coop, so what you could do is you could turn over a basket so they could hop onto the basket to go, they can go down and they can go up, because they, they can flutter a little, but they can't really reach a very high, they can't get that high, so they need a step in between their coop and the floor. If you have a, a chicken that went out of way, you push it until it goes in. That is, but you can't hold on to the chicken and carry it in, you can just push it in Okay, a young calf or a young uh, donkey, baby donkey you can hold it and help it to walk in back to where it needs to go a woman can also hold the, the, the young child by the arms and, allow, and basically hold him up so he can move his feet to walk in I'm um, review the MSI. When is that true? Much? When he picks up one foot and puts the other foot down. But if he was dragging, that would be Asr. I've here I have a Mishnayas with pictures on it. And um I thought you'd like to see it, because it's a very cute picture of the mother with the baby. Okay, so I'm gonna show it to you. There it is. Okay, I don't know if you could see. The mother's walking the child. There's two scenarios. One with the kids lifting his feet and walking along, and the other one where he's dragging the feet. So the dragging can't be done, but the lifting and walking, that is okay. Okay. Okay, that's the story. The animal fell into a a body of water, so I want the animal to be able to climb out. Maybe Karmakistus, I can bring pillows and blankets or something that it could climb up on to help it ca- climb out of the body of water. I put it underneath it, and then he's not too deep, and then he could get out. Also, if he climbs up, that's good. The question is, I, have to, I feed it there till after Shabbos. Yeshiva slow, just so it shouldn't die, but I leave it. Paranasa in karmik is the slow. Doesn't that sound like a pill I can't do? So Gemara says, lo is not difficult. Ad be ad be parnasa. Sometimes feeding is an option if the animal can stand there. So, I, but it's just still too deep for it to climb out. So then I could feed it till after Shabbos and then I'll manage to get it out. Uh, but, efshim uh, be paranasa in. If you low, maybe Karmakistos. But otherwise, if there's no option, so then I need to, I can bring pillows and help it out. So there's a big question over here. Aren't you basically ruining the use of a keli? I'm limited, I can't use this. Obviously, once I bring these pillows here, that it's climbing out on, I cannot use them anymore. It's going to be making them basically muksa on Shabbos. The answer is. That's a rabbinic law. He holds also is the rice is a Torah law. And the Torah law overrides the rabbinic law, and that's why you're allowed to do this. Okay. Next thing, Tanakolash Abarcha. This uh, chicken that fled. Okay, so you can't you in I can't like hold it and let it walk its way in. Why Tanin this is a source or Mishnaic source to this what the rabbis teach.dad in of All animals, Bahema off, I'm allowed to help you know hold the body and then it walks its way in, can't you know like hold, holding it so it'll be able to walk in. Bi have a little bit as the chicken is different. Why?'s my time alone. I'm nafshe. What it does is the way the chicken, as soon as the chicken feels its body being held, it freezes up and won't move its feet at all. So it's not going to continue to walk when it feels like itself being held. So therefore, all you can do is push it in the right direction and, uh, and then it'll take the right steps in the right direction. <coughs> but you can't hold it. You're allowed to help the animals walk. Not in the public, only in a chaser. <coughs> by, by baby you're allowed to do it even in the so uh, you can't help the animals you can't pick up the animals in the chatzer, but you can push them so, we just contradicted ourselves you don't pick up, but you can help it along. Then this next second you say that you can push them, but you can't help them by holding them on the body and letting them walk. So what's the deal? So, the safe is going on the unique qualities of a chicken that, it, that doesn't won't take steps once its body is held. If you're coming to shecht. A chicken, kare baara. First you can bend its feet on the ground. Um either that way, inami or lift it up. Why? Because if its feet can touch the ground straight, the dilma it sticks its claws in the ground, it's But uh, simanim and by doing that it'll pull away its simanim and it won't be a good shkita. Mati have a question? Okay, always good. It's very big. That's what exactly what we're discussing over here. What we are allowed to do, you have, first of all, you're all, you're very limited in what you're allowed to do. Okay? If it's an animal that's in the place where, that's what we just said. So if it's in a courtyard, which is not a real Rishut HaRabim, so then you can help the animal along to go where it needs to go. But how do you help it? So you hold the body and what you... Make it point in the right direction and it takes its own steps. That's for an animal. If it's a chicken, you can't even do that. You can push it. You know, like push it uh, with, your, with your foot to go in the right direction where it needs to go. Okay? But you can't hold on to it. Now, but this, that's only allowed in the Chatser. In the Rishwet you're not even allowed to do that. That's what we're saying. So... Mm-hmm. Well you'll get it after Shabbat yeah well this that's the point dude you, you can you can't you can't carry it and bringing it in directly you can't do either now i, I listen maybe I, it doesn't say whether you can push it like you know like with your body in the right direction, you can go near where the animal is and stay next to the animal, but you can't. You know, carry the animal in. That's the problem. Okay. That's why it's very important to make a good fence that it doesn't escape. Okay. All right. New Mishnah. And mialdin et I know we're going late over here, but I'll just finish off the Daf. Emialdin es You don't um, uh, give the animal to give birth on yamtiv. Avol mesadin isha. But for a lady, you can, of course, help. Uh, so, one second, so let's cut her. You can help it, but you can't actually birth it. But for a lady, you can even birth, help her give birth, more than just help. You can get the midwife to come from place to place. And you're allowed to be for a woman giving birth. You're also allowed to... Tie the umbilical cord, and Rabbi Yosi Omer aft Chotchin, you can even cut the umbilical cord. But chemilo, also on Shabbos, and we'll soon see all the needs of Emilia are allowed him do also on Shabbos. Now, and Mesadim, what does it mean to help by the animal, but you can't birth? What's the difference? So Rabbi Omer a Vlad. You're not pulling out the baby, but you're catching it so it doesn't fall down. yipo you can push on the belly to push in the right direction that the Vlad should come out. Next. how do you help? You could also blow on the nose uh, of the uh, uh blow air on the nose of the um on the of the baby that it should breathe. Okay? Cause uh because it's filled with like guk, okay? So helping it breathe. Next, You can also give a uh the to nurse. So you help you help you give the udder so that the let's say if it's a cow to, uh, the, to the calf, you give the udder so the calf can nurse. Kadeshi yanak. Uh umr of that on Yom Tif, we would do even things to help the mother. Have mercy on the baby, okay? Of it, what we do? Amar maybe bull shall We bring some salt, a, a, some a handful of salt, and we put it on the on the on the womb of the cow. That will remind her about her pain. And when she feels her pain of the salt burning, so then she thinks about her child, and then she'll remember the baby. Because sometimes the cows basically uh, do they get they basically don't help out their babies if they're like they get so involved in their own world they get spaced out so by reminding of her pain then she'll help out the kids al um, vlad they also you can uh, take the the afterbirth and spread it on the vladdeshatari she'll recognize the smell of herself in the baby mercy and she'll care for her baby dafka Torah, that's only for kosher animals, not a non-kosher animal. Even though it's a horse or something that I need, I'm not allowed to help out. Why? My lo vlada. First of all, it's very uncommon for non-kosher animals to the nature of them is to not they would they keep their children next to them and they don't chase them away. They won't like forget about them. But but if they do, vlada, Once they decide that they don't want to deal with this this baby it's like their runt, they're not interested, and they will never take it back, okay? So there's no option. Next, So one place says that you could give birth to a lady, and, uh, you know, help her give birth, you can call a midwife from place to place, shabbos. Now, what's the extra line of Mechal Shabbos? Obviously, that's what we're talking about. La'asuyah, what's it coming to include? La'asuyah hadetan rabbanon. Even this scenario, like the rabbis learn, if she needs a candle or light, we light a light of fire, uh, light a candle for her on Shabbos. If she needs oil, she can carry oil in her hand. Let's say there's not enough oil, that's basically she put oil on her hand and comes out that way. She can put some oil in her hair. If it's not enough in her hair, then she's even allowed to take it in a utensil. Of course, what's the difference lighting the candle? The answer is, Even though the lady giving birth is blind, so what benefit does she have from the light? doesn't matter, she's not getting any better from the light, but still, you light it. Why? You might think, I can't make the light. She feels more at ease knowing that everyone else is able to see. That they'll take care of her needs. So that's allowed on that basis. So if there's something they will notice it and they'll do, uh, they will, and they'll do it for me. Um, anyway, so you know what? I'll stop over here because it's really late. We'll continue with this tomorrow and uh, pleasure learning with everyone. Have a great, great day.